Welcome to episode three of the Songwriter Snack Time Show. This is a show where we sit down with local songwriters, musicians, and we talk about the process of making songs and the business of being an artist. If you love music, you're in the right spot. Today on episode three, we talk with Kevin Rodriguez. His band is called The Rise of the Broken. He's put out about four albums to date, and he's been playing shows, writing songs, building his fan base locally here in Houston as well as around the United States. Our conversation was great. Uh, I just enjoyed talking with him so much. We talk about what it means to get outside of our bubble and learn from other creative people doing creative things. Uh, we share a mutual love for the band 21 Pilots, so that was cool to talk about. He just got a lot to say about what it means to be an artist uh, in, in today's music business. So. I hope that this is encouraging to you. Um, if you have any questions or would love to chat, I'd love to hear from you. Just leave a comment below and uh, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Without further ado, here's Kevin from The Rise of the Broken. Do you, as a songwriter and as a artist, do you learn anything from people that are like outside of music or songwriting? Like, Yeah. Even lately, I've been kind of getting more into filmography and like like photography stuff and just like seeing the thought process of how how some people can just go out and just shoot and then come up with something and then how some other people just have to write it out, mm -hmm. like plan accordingly, shot for shot, what they're going to do and then go film. That kind of like, it, it got me into like thinking all about music. Like for me, it's just like, I, I'm both. <laughs> it's so funny because like I'll have a random day where I'm just like, I need to just go play this melody and I'll start playing the guitar and then I'll start singing something and then I'll get stuck in my head. Mm. So then I'm like, okay, then I know this must be good. Let me go write it, write it actually mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and start writing the guitar again and then the vocals and the lyrics for it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm all like, I'll be writing kind of like what I want to do. It's like, okay, I want to do like a verse here and then a chorus here instead, you know, instead of an intro, I want to do start with a chorus this time, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then plan it accordingly. And then the pieces come together. So yeah. like watching people with like, photography like their shoots or like their filmography lately it's just been kind of like correlating with me i'm like okay like so i'm not that crazy like i can yeah. do both and like people do that too with filming which sometimes you you think it's like no you have to have it all planned out but then you'll see people like, like people like peter mckinnon and like his friend maddie and like even casey neistat like right. a lot of these people that just like go out and do it and say like just do it like don't right. don't overthink it just go ahead and do it mm -hmm. and that's kind of been my mentality a lot with music is like kind of got into a stitch where like i got a little bit not writer's block but i just didn't have motivation because i was overthinking it mm. so then i started like is writing recently yeah so okay. i finally like got like five songs that i'm like pretty happy with that I actually kind of started working with a friend of mine from ohio but we're just doing it online because that's he cool. lives there so then we finally kind of like started working and i started bouncing off ideas on him he's like oh this would be cool like let's try this out and i was like all right like let's try it out because i never i had never co-written anything ever before until this new i guess ep that i'm trying to yeah do. so just to give people like an update on like your um portfolio essentially like i actually picked up um, and bought the frequencies album this oh, morning. Thank you. Yeah, man, I thought it was really cool. And so, like, you have from 2013, yeah, 14, 15, you have four total records out currently. Yes, three or four, or something. Three like or that. four. So, I, actually, my first, I think technically the first one, more professionally, we'll go with um, was I think 2011, maybe. Oh wow! Like nickel and dime, but I think the label that I was with—I read that on your website, but which then I wasn't, couldn't find it online. Which but. it wasn't like a label label deal. It was more like they were the ones who were like 
were publishing it for me because I didn't really know much about the business side of music. Yeah. And either I haven't looked them up in a while, but I'm assuming they took it down. Like they're like the whole company's not a company anymore. Yeah. I did My a good search for it. I couldn't find it. Yeah. But. Like I, somebody like, I uh, remember they, they were tweeting to me and they're like, Hey, like, why can't I find the song? And I'm like, from the, that record. And I was like, I don't know. Good question. Let me check. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'm assuming the, publishing company label decided to like they just took down a lot of stuff like i mean mm-hmm. i don't even see anything from other stuff so i'm assuming they just stopped which not that i didn't like the record but oh, i mean you know it's eh, your first record yeah it's, it's like, like it was my first actual studio record because the one before i, I had tried to do it myself and it was like horribly done because mm. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just wanted to put music out. And yeah. that comes back to the same thing. Sometimes it's just good to put things out, even if it's not like the best quality, but you're putting things out. Mm-hmm. People are just starting to like see your potential maybe, or they might enjoy what you put out and you think it's crap, but they think it's awesome. Right, right. Like I used to do when MySpace was big. Oh yeah. Like I used to put like home recordings and like people used to love them. I remember like almost getting to like, a million total plays like with all my songs in the amount of time I was in there. That's awesome. So it was crazy to me to like think people would like now that I think back on it, I was like, wow, if I would have had the material that I have now. Right. Back then. But what's true about that is if you didn't have the material that you started with, you would never be the artist that you are true. now. True. You know what I mean? Like if you ever listened to like I'm I assume that you're a twenty one pilots fan. Yes. Um so like we went to their show and we have started listening to their older stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Like I love it, but then the very first album, I don't love so much. I'm just yeah. like, it's a, yeah. But I can see how it has evolved into their new sound. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, there's traces definitely. of it. And so I oftentimes think, like, as an artist produ- or a producer, it's like, you know, how do you get to this point, which is like super successful and like all your stuff sounds amazing, but you don't realize that like it took you five, ten years to get to that point. Yeah, you know, true. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that That to me kind of, it does play no part because, like, actually one of my best friends, like, he was kind of there from the start. Um, so I'm I still t- best friends with him. I'm actually going to be the best man on his wedding uh, next year. And he went to one of my recent shows that I played at the Secret Group. Yeah, um, I saw that online. And um, it was kind of funny because, like, he go- he always, always yells, my like, play this whatever old song, you know? And he knows <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. I haven't played them live in years. But he's, like, always like, that's still going to be my favorite song. Like, yeah. Into the Sky is my favorite song. And I'm like... But why? And he has like the demo version still oh, yeah, in yeah. his phone. Yeah. And like the other day he came That's over. That's cool though that he has a, yeah. have a fan like that. <laughs> yeah. a friend, it's you know? so funny. Cause like he like came over the other day and like he's a, like now a chef basically. So he like came and prepared this food. It was like super great. And then like he's just leaving. He's like, I got a song for you. Like you have to check it out. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a cool band, you know? Mm-hmm. Starts playing the song, the, re- the demo version. <laughs> I'm like, God, stuff. come on, dude. Ah. He's like, dude, it's still my favorite song. You have to sing it for me one day. And I was like, all right, maybe I will. That's you know? funny. That's so, funny. yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of cool to see, like, the progression, like, even yeah. vocally. Like, for me, like, I knew I couldn't, I mean, not that I couldn't hold a tune correctly. I just didn't understand it. To circle back, like, being a musician is one thing, mm-hmm. but being a songwriter is, like, another thing. Correct. Did you always want to write songs, or did you start as a musician, and then... I actually started kind of late. I mean, my the first time I actually... So, I, I remember when I was 10 years old, I got, like, two guitar lessons, and then my teacher, like, moved. And then my dad was like, 
all right, well, we're not, we're just going to keep you with tennis. And then once I got to about 15, almost 16, my friends like in high school um, were like all musicians. So I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like mm-hmm. I'll go to your shows. And I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, I, I like that. And then once I, I moved to Germany when I was 16 to play tennis actually. And then um, I went, kind of went to school. I didn't really have to. They just, I'd, like they let me show up to the school to like, practice my German basically Mm. and make friends. And, um, so my, my, uh, I had a music class I chose to take. And then I made a really good friend of mine. I still, one of my best friends named Philip sat next to me, the only kid to sit next to me because I sat by myself. And then he's the only one who sat next to me and started talking to me. And it's just like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, Oh wow. You're like, you're actually like really chill, like talking to me. You're like, not, not a lot of other people have, like, they'll just be like, oh, the exchange student kind of idea. Like, that's what they thought of me. And I'm yeah. like, eh, I'm not really an exchange student, but thank you so much. And you were there playing tennis? Yeah. So I was there playing tennis. I took like a year off, a year and some months off of high school because it was that I graduated early. That's crazy. So cool. um, I started seeing everybody play music. And then he was like, hey, come over to my friend's house. We're going to be hanging out, grilling, playing music, just chilling you know i was like okay cool and um i started seeing him like play the guitar and i was like wow that, that looks so much fun so then um i remember i had brought with me like an old classical guitar that i had that i had put steel strings on because i didn't know better and that mm. was the worst thing obviously to do <laughs> and, and i was like you know what i'm gonna give it a try so i started looking up youtube videos started learning simple covers like three chords four chords kind of simplicity just like getting the hang of it and that's how I started. Like I started writing songs based off of covers that I had listened because that's the only thing I knew. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they use these chords, so they must mean that they're good. Let me try it out. Let me reuse these chords, maybe use a capo because my friend showed me what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And because I was like, what does this mean in the tabs? He's like, capo. And I'm like, he's like, ah, oh, it's one of these. Here you go. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. And I actually got my first real acoustic guitar when, while I was in Germany. And then I started playing like my first show there. There was like, couple hundred people basically like because wow. i was opening for some band from new york called like school of seven bells or something like that and they were on tour and i got to open up the show and it was just like people there just support music even if they don't know the band yeah so it was like unreal amount of people there and i was like wow this is kind of crazy cool and then i was like i want to do this so then that's how i started like i would write almost every other i would be if i would go to school i guess to the classes mm-hmm. i'd be writing real lyrics i'd be like i, I want to write something does it start from a musical idea or sometimes are you just writing thoughts then it would start more like lyric wise and then i would kind of make it fit now it just honestly i kind of like improvise most of my lyrics so like i'll start like a melody on a guitar and i'm like okay it's cool so then i'll start singing something and whatever pops to mind i'll kind of kind of get the idea of it and then also mm-hmm. writing down the stuff from it so mm-hmm. most of the time like i'll i'll take it a little bit by little in a sense and just go like i'll start just singing whatever comes to mind and like my subconscious kind of just writes it for me in a sense that's cool just because sometimes i i i know i have to get something out and sometimes i just don't yeah so i'm just like i'm just gonna go with it and kind of wing it in mm-hmm. a sense and and it just it writes what i've been feeling in a sense that i I kind of knew in a sense, but I just didn't know how to put it in words. But then like just singing out loud and going back to hearing like, okay, like I'll record it sometimes like while me, I'm singing it just to remember. And mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. that's just kind of how it plays in part. So that's kind of what I've been doing a lot more lately. You said you've been in a writing funk. Like, yeah. Uh, so now you, you're coming out of that or what? Yeah. Like, so my, so like I have five songs technically already pretty much recorded. Like I still want to add more, 
Well, I still have to add the vocals, like record the vocals. So I've been have been putting that off. Yeah. Because I need to like really get into sound for it. I've been finishing two of them like lyric wise. Three of them I have them pretty much 90% done lyric wise and everything like that. But I want to add like more like the synth and all that stuff that I want to do. So I haven't gotten an idea exactly yet. Mm-hmm. But at least I got like guitars, drums, bass and all that stuff awesome, done. Man. So like that's what I worked with with my friend from Ohio. What's that process been like working online? Basically, you guys like he's a producer, I guess. Yeah. So like like, I would kind of like give him the idea what I want, and I would play some of the guitar for him. Like, hey, this is what I want to do, and then he'd be like, all right, cool. Like let's let's like build off of that, okay? And then like he'll be like, okay, like let's we should add this. I mean, it'll be kind of cool because he's he was more of a metal head. A mm. band like he played in a lot of metal bands and like yeah. obviously I am totally not metal even though the Rise of the Broken sounds metal and a lot of promoters have thought it was a metal band. Yeah, which, I would say rock or alternative. Yeah, so like I've been. Right? I mean, I play alternative rock. That's what I told right. people, and they're like, "Oh, okay." So it was like, "Do you scream?" I'm like, "No, not even close." Mm. But um, so then I was like, "Yeah," and then he's like, "Oh, we should add like more like a little bit of kind of like cool like breakdowns where like you can just get the people going like i was thinking more about like an experience because speaking of 21 pilots i went to their november show last year mm-hmm. and i was like dude that was an experience like yes. that's what people want like yes. the only reason that they've gone to the stage that they're at is because of the experience like their music is great but no matter how great your music is if you can't play it in front of people nobody's going to want to come out and then you're not going to have thirty thousand people show up like mm-hmm. a, a friends of mine actually had 21 Pilots opened up for them years back when they had nobody of Really? Yeah. So it's funny because like the total, like That's we were talking funny. about it. So their band is called the Eric's Account. And um, so I've been good friends with them for years now, like probably like seven years now. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and they're telling me, he's like, yeah, dude, like we had them open up for us and like literally had no draw. And now all of a sudden they have like 30,000 fans of this like, he, he like joked it was like hey guys come on repay the favor you know come on. like <laughs> we let, we let you open for us you know when you're we right had, it's an experience though yeah. like we were taken away by the show uh, my dad was there because he was really? like i've heard really cool things and my dad's like he loves like def leopard like kiss like cheap trick poison all that stuff and yeah. he like i've gone to shows with him at the woodlands pavilion mm-hmm. and he was like super excited about the show he's like obsessed with car radio so that's why i've been like covering yes. it live like i cover that really? live yeah nice and people like that never heard of us. Like they'll like the originals, but then they'll get kind of associated with us more once they hear that we do car radio. They're like, "Oh, you're that band." Like you know them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're family now, kind of idea. Yeah, you know, yeah, what I'm yeah. like, and I never thought about because like I just started covering it because I found the the synths tracks and everything like that online. Mm. So I make backtrack backtracks out of it. So then we add like the drums and I add guitar to it live and then the vocals, obviously. And people just get really, really into it. Like they'll sing, even if some people don't know it fully, they know the part where like, it's like the game vocals, like the, you know, like get into it. And, um, so it's really cool to me. So like that, that kind of opened up a lot of doors, like playing live. How do you make it an experience when you're not, you don't have the budget. You don't have the videos. You don't have the... It's the the simplest idea that I can think of in reality is just don't stand in a corner. I see 99% of local artists just focus on playing their instrument while they're playing live. Mm. They don't focus on moving. They don't focus on anything. Even touring bands are like relatively successful i would say like like the band that we played with like they move pretty well on stage they put they 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 add that um into like they 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 make the audience be a participant of the band basically like you're part mm. of us yeah. like you're clap along here move your arms here i 
can tell you that out of the opening bands from that show, we were the only ones that made anybody clap along, jump, move their arms or anything else besides the touring band. And because I have that experience from years, like I wasn't like that at first, like I would feel awkward moving, but I started noticing that there the ideology of the local artist is I'm a local artist because I don't have the budget for a big thing. So that's why I'm not a huge band, but they forget that those huge bands started local somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So they they forget that they like, even if you, there's like videos of 21 pilots, for example, that they talked about, like we were at some store and bought like the skeleton outfits that they still wear to this day. And we started wearing them at the show and people were like, he's like at least if they don't like the music they're gonna leave talking about our skeleton outfits you know whatever Mm -hmm. so that that kind of clicked to me it's just like well you know what like what can i do that i think some people i mean do you think that artists think that like the music will be enough and so they don't think creatively (laughs) speaking of that in a sense i remember i was on a tour and um the the band that i that i brought out like i had to kick off mid-tour and then i i got a different band to show up they were kind of like from the local town like mm-hmm. they drove all the way to i think they met up with us like in virginia or something like that and the guitarist slash vocalist from the van like he he was too arrogant like he thought he deserved everybody to listen to him because he was that good of a musician i told him i was like you're a phenomenal guitarist you can sing and everything mm-hmm. but you're a horrible businessman you're a horrible people person. Yeah. Wow. Nobody's going to want to stick around with that. No matter how good you are in music, there's going to be musicians who appreciate it, but that's a small target audience that you're trying to reach. If you're really wanting to reach this fame and success that he was trying to, mm-hmm. you have to understand that just because you're the best doesn't mean you're you're actually the best in selling yourself. People that a smart person is smart, but if a, a stupid person has a plan, they're going to always triumph over the intelligent person. I feel like that segue is really good into a question about business because I always tell people like, like the music industry has changed and like every artist has to be a business, has to treat themselves like a business or an organization to really succeed. Like it is about the art, but at the same time, if you don't treat yourself like a business, and that can mean a lot of different things for whatever artist. But like, do you ever think about that? Like functioning more of like. So one of my, my biggest things of why <clears throat> I guess I was able to tour as much as I did and not lose money. Cause that's the thing. So that's many bands deal. lose money on mm-hmm. tour. I did at the beginning because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. That's how you live and learn. But every band is like, Oh, I need an a, I'm a tour manager to let me know how to make money. I need a manager of this. I need a booking agent of that. I didn't have my first manager until like, I think 2015. And I had already done like myself tours myself. Like yeah. I literally booked everything myself and set up the shows. And that's the only reason why the manager wanted to work with me because he goes, "You understand? Like I don't have to babysit you. Yeah, I don't. I don't have to do everything for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'll do what I need to, but I don't have like if mm-hmm. I would tell you like, hey, go do this, you would understand why. Right. And a lot of bands. I remember I was on a tour, and every night, I kid you not, the bands were like drinking nonstop. I was the only one who wouldn't drink. Like I was like, no. I'm I'm on tour. Like the only time I can drink is like if if the the night that we're playing and then the next day we have a day off, I'll consider it. Yeah. But I wouldn't. Like that was just to me. Well, vocally I had to be on top of the game. That was my thought. Mm-hmm. And they made fun of me. They're like, Oh, you're just like you're 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 not wanting to be cool on tour. Like we're on tour, you gotta have fun. I'm like, who says I'm not? Like the thing is your kind of fun is waste your money on alcohol and then mm-hmm. you claim you're broke. But 
then you complain that I'm getting paid too much because I'm not spending my money and I have money left. Yeah. Like I had my old, one of my old uh, live bands, um, they like the drummer and bassist like vaped and by all means do whatever you want. But if you spend $300 on the whole tour on vaping, whatever accessories, and then come home and go like, well, I don't have money (laughs) forever. And then you're complaining to me that I don't, in a sense, like give you enough. I'm like, well, that's on you. Like, I'm not your babysitter to let you know like, oh, Hmm. don't spend money on this. Mm -hmm. So a lot of bands tend to not realize that if you don't take yourself serious, nobody else will. So true, man. So, So that's why I see like a lot of local bands, like the most pet peeve thing of mine is when I see a local band play their set and leave no matter if they're opening for a big band like or small band and talk to people no they just like and then they wonder why they don't grow their fan base mm. well if you're not you putting hang out, out after shows and like try to engage I stay until the end I stay until the last person leaves I literally hand out business cards to every single person I I literally hustle merch every night I saw I, the video of you playing at the secret group and it sounded like it looked <clears> really cool man it looked like you it had an funny engaged enough, audience so we brought like 80 to 90 percent of the people mm-hmm. and then after we played everybody left totally yeah that will happen and i tried to like let people stay but the thing that kind of annoyed me was the touring band was feeling entitled mm. and one of my things that i've never done when i'm touring is be rude to the local bands because you rely on them despite that this band has been on tour with like big names like where there's like 500 to 700 people a night and Dang. done warp tour like two years in a row. Yeah. Their draw was not there. And it's on a Sunday. And I mean, we're bringing most of the people. And then you decide to be rude to like my drummer, like about like, oh, you can't put yourself there because we, we need access to get to our green room. And even though the venue told us to put it there and they're like, you can still access it. You just want more of a space. Like if it was like a glorified throne, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I always try to encourage people to stick around and, People just were like, mm, no, nah, I'm okay. Like we, we got stuff to do. And I was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm not going to force you, but I would have been more forceful if the people would have been nicer to me. Mm-hmm. So like people forget that being nice to somebody goes a long way. Yeah. And, and that's what like a lot of bands don't even realize. Like mm-hmm. they'll be at the show. They don't talk to anybody. They play their set, they put their stuff up and then they'll stick around for like five minutes and then bounce. Yeah. And then they go home and then wonder, Oh, why didn't I gain any new fans? I'm checking my social media. Why is nobody tagging me in a photo? Why is nobody this and that? I made sure to talk to everybody. I was get t- taking photos with people like after our set. Yeah. And then once the band started, I was like respectful. I was like, we'll take it after because I want you to enjoy the show, you know? Yeah. But so many bands like ignore that fact that you're supposed to basically like not uh, just leave. Like you're supposed to interact. The whole thing is an experience. That's what I see. Yeah. I talk to everybody about anything and everything. As you know, I mean, right now you can tell that I can talk, you know, like there's no problem with that, mm-hmm. but it's just a lot of people don't. Yeah. That's their downfall. What can we do to like help us on the marketing side of things? Cause I mean, it's all about attention, right? You gotta, yes. you gotta have attention. So one of the things that I like to, that I do for myself and I do for, I mean, with clients or anything like that, if you will, it's just, what are you trying to convey? Like to your, what's a message you're trying to put out Mm. and stick with it. Don't derive from it. Like, like for me, if you go to my Instagram account, I have a certain theme. Like there's, I, I choose to post three kinds of photos, photos that I know people really enjoy, photos that I like, and one that it's music related. Doesn't matter if it's like not music really, the one I really like, I'll still post it. I mm-hmm. mean, I like to post just photos of like me because I, I just enjoy it. I mean, I go out with my wife, I take photos and that's it. Travels and stuff like that, boom, photos, you know. But it's keeping 
at, at this day and age, if you're not learning how to editing, edit any of your photos and videos, you're, you're failing because the person next to you is going to. Yeah, definitely. And yes, it's Instagram, but I'll still see people post the photo. They just, just took with their phone and don't, um, they don't, um, basically they don't, um, edit it at all. It's just straight out of camera off their phone, which your phone can be great. Like I'm not saying go out and buy a $2,000 camera. It's basically go out and still do what you're doing with your phone, but then learn how to use Lightroom, which is free on your phone. Like you're not having to pay for it online. Like if you're doing the desktop version, right? just use your phone, edit it, and then post it. Do something with it. Learn, buy presets if you, if you don't know how to edit. Learn a little bit on YouTube. is wonderful. Yeah. And that will show quality. People forget that quantity is great, but if there's not even a remotely anything of quality behind yeah. it, they won't stick around. I think about that a lot because I see a lot of people um, will just post over and over again, like, here's the song I'm working on. And it's, you know, I, nothing about, the, you should put out stuff if you're not putting out stuff, right? But there's a difference between like always just setting up your your, your phone. phone and just capturing it. It's like, do something at some point where it feels like there's some intentionality behind yeah, it. I mean, to quality. me, I never post unfinished songs ever. I never do. Not I like never, ideas or anything like that. I never just go like, oh, look at a song that I'm working on. Let me put a horrible quality of a version of it <laughs> yeah. so that you can maybe not care because you're definitely not going to care. Right. And even the only way that works is if you are an established artist that people want to know more. Like they want a hint. And even then most artists don't even do it. They'll just show up. Oh, August 23rd, here's a new song. Boom. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you were working on a new album because mm -hmm. they might post photos of the studio, but you won't even know what's going on. And that's the one thing that separates them from local artists. Like local artists, like think, I'm just going to show this song because I'm super excited about it. But then, then they don't even deliver the full version of it at the end of the day. They just do whatever they did for the moment and then don't deliver. So quality is great and quantity can be great, yeah. but don't suffer the quality because of it. Yeah. I think the opposite is also true when you worry too much in my, as, as an example, what I default in my, me and my brother, um, our downfall i believe is that we worry too much about quality mm -hmm. that we don't put enough stuff out and that's <clears throat> that's, and that's the thing that i saw you know who gary v is yeah, yeah, yeah so you talked about that uh, my brother sent me it he's just like people tend to not post because they'll go oh what if i post this photo it won't do as good as the one that i did over here so i'm not going to post it so then people start posting less in reality you should be posting everything that makes you happy but the thing is don't post the things that aren't representing you. So mm. if you want to be represented as a professional, mm -hmm. post the professional. It doesn't have to be 110% professional sounding and look, yeah. but still post something that's like above the minimum that you would want to do, but it's good enough. Like there's photos that I kind of like, I'm like, yeah, I'm iffy about them, but I know that I need to post. Like I try to post ever so often. I've actually cut down on how much I post because I want to do more of the quality now, which I just post things that I enjoy. I don't even care like if people if people care awesome if they don't oh well like yeah. it's not gonna affect me like so many people focus on the numbers they'll come up to me it's like you have all these thousands of followers yeah. like wow that's so cool how did you do that well one it's called talking to people and yeah. hustling and then they they post things with me and that's that's the normal thing but two is i just don't care like if i cared so much about having all these followers and that meant success 
I would be a failure in reality because there's a, a an influencer, if you will, mm-hmm. who had like a million and some followers, couldn't even thir- uh, sell 30 shirts. But then hmm. I, I could outsell her with like a fraction of her following. Like, yeah. So followers is not everything. It's just how loyal are your followers? Right. It's better to have a thousand dedicated fans yeah. and or a hundred people that yeah. buy a ticket to your show. Yeah, because like if you can if you can sell your hometown show every time a hundred tickets, you're gonna get the bigger shows because the local the the touring bands are gonna know that you're the good local to have. They're gonna want you to go. Hey, you know what? We're bringing two hundred people, but if you bring your hundred people, we're gonna sell out the three hundred cap venue. It looks good on our tour because oh, we yeah. sold out a three hundred cap. Yeah. But then you're pay- playing to two hundred people. Mm-hmm. People forget it's a community. Right. They think it's a race. They're like, well, I have to have more fans than you. Not really. Like the mm. reason why bands tour together is because they're feeding off of each other's community. Sure. Local bands don't don't recognize that. Like that's yeah. what I noticed the most. It's like they think that, oh, I sold twenty five tickets. I just want my twenty five people to see me, but then they can leave, and then I gained your fans, but you're not gaining mine. I'm like, well, then nobody's gonna want to play with you. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the thing. You have to build each other up. It's like I know you have your goals. That you want to become the best rock band or best pop whatever you can't do it alone yeah no matter how much you believe you talked about what success like not not worrying about the numbers and stuff but like for you and especially now you mentioned that you just got married congratulations on that and you're not touring as much or things have transitioned Mm -hmm. like what does success like what does it mean like what would be success for you and what you're trying to do right now just not feeling stressed out when playing shows what do you get stressed out about? Like, oh, like I have to sell tickets. So I have mm. to like make sure I sell enough. Oh, I wanna I wanna make sure that the touring band has the the like if I'm opening, like make sure I bring all these uh, people so that they wanna play with us again in a sense like that. Like I always put unnecessary pressure and now like I just don't. Like, yes, I wanna sell tickets, I'll hustle it out all day. Mm-hmm. But like I don't put that pressure on myself that I'm like, oh, you know what? Like I'm not getting these amount of like interaction anymore. So I usually like Facebook, for example, I mean, it's a dying thing anyway, but like I have a crew, like 27,000 followers or something like that. And I used to get unreal engagement. They're like 300 likes per post, like minimum, like, and then it was like, on then I started going to like 200. And then there's like a guy who was talking was like, Oh, it's about quality. And they, if you're not putting quality content, nobody wants to engage with it. I'm like, mm, not really. I can tell you that's not 110% true because i used to just post a lot of like phone selfies with my equipment or what we're doing mm-hmm. on the tour or whatever and 300 likes would come like it was and i would just ask engaging questions yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh like hey what do you guys think we're doing and then people would comment yeah and that that it starts getting the algorithm going you yeah, know yeah, yeah so for me it's just like i started overthinking it i was like oh man like nobody cares oh my gosh like why am i doing this like should I stop? Like, mm. should I just not? And then I, that's, I feel like that's one of the correlations with like, um, with the writer's block that I had. So I just got to the point where I was just like, you know what? Like if people care, they'll care. If people don't care, oh, well, there's going to be somebody mm. else that'll take their spot. And if nobody's there, well, I'm doing something for myself. So one of my, and my brother's big pillars is authenticity. And I feel like when you are putting that vibe out, that it's like, that you're stressed about, um, these fake metrics and stuff. I feel like that. I feel like it's invisible, but I feel like people can pick up on it. And I feel like the bands and the artists that are being authentic and really doing what I mean, the whole premise of this show really is like a songwriting show about 
you know, sharing the process of doing what we love. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like the reason we write songs and make songs hopefully is because we love it. Mm-hmm. Because we think that um, we just can't not do it. You yeah. know? And so I feel like if that's coming through, that's going to really resonate with people. Yeah. Even if the quality of the, like, I, I really believe that the song if coming from an authentic place, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be polished. It can just be authentic and people can be like, whoa, that's awesome. Like, funny enough, like speaking about like quality and authenticity and stuff like that, one of my previous records, like the Surpassing the Signs record, mm-hmm. all home recording. Like, I worked with like, uh, I sent it, like I recorded the guitars and vocals at home and then I sent it to one of my friends in Atlanta. I was like, hey, like, this is what I've been writing. So he like kind of like helped me out with the drums and like obviously the bass and everything programmed. But like people didn't even know. Like, I mean, only musicians might tell a little bit like, oh my gosh, like oh, that that drum fill might be a little bit too hard realistically. And I'm like, eh, yeah. the real, the people that are meant for this song yeah. won't even notice that. Yeah. And some of my most played songs are like the, not, I don't want to say horrible quality ones, but lesser quality sure. and it, like money wise spent on it than my studio record from Frequencies. Like mm. I have songs like, I mean, Frequencies has done pretty good like on yeah, Spotify good, and man. stuff like that. But like now that like the bus is done with that, like the ones are steep, still keep getting played the most is like Sam grab my Winchester through Frequencies and Stop Chasing Ghosts. Like those are my three most top songs that people are just like, I'm all about it. And as well, like Cast Me From The Clouds, which I love playing Cast Me From The Clouds. It's a more of a acoustic-ish song that I love playing that I just love playing it. Like yeah. people like, oh, like I enjoyed listening to it too, but it's just like, but they'll, they'll go with like through frequencies with they're driving around, you know, whatever. Yeah. And or Sam grab my Winchester, but like, it's just funny because like I had a, um, I guess a blog or something of like, the supernatural show. Like I like basically a lot of the songs I wrote in reference to it because I was like watching it while I was writing. So yeah. it came out like that. And um, I feel like all the production stuff I'm writing now is like yeah. very stranger yeah. things. Cause yeah. I've been like watching yeah. it. It's been, dude, it, they have great music in that show, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But so it's just like, you know what? Like people just started uh, kind of like enjoying the, if you will, lesser quality music, just because they liked the, the melody of it. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just like raw feeling kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, they enjoyed that, and and that's what a lot of fans enjoy. They they don't like the smoke and mirrors kind of thing, because that's what they see now in pop music on the radio. It's just yeah, you'll have obviously a lot of the stuff on the radio will have their fan base, mm-hmm. but the really loyal fan base, like Twenty One Pilots kind of stuff, fan base is like that's built on that trust kind of that they built on with them saying like right. you're hearing our most vulnerable songs in a sense, but we're not focusing on just like having crazy, all this like super amazing quality thing. Like Tyler with their new record, he built a studio and then decided to do it himself. He could have gone to any big studio. Oh yeah. He could have like the label would have been like, yeah, you're it's paid for Go for it. Like have fun. Right. You know, but he's like, no, like I wanted to be like raw kind of feeling of like ideas that we built on and then bam to the people because they want to see that. They want to see like your vulnerable side. Yeah of things so that you can just kind of go like, oh, you know what? They're people. They're like you and right, I. Right, right, Yeah, like, do I, I'm fans for sure, but they're 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 just people like, yeah. struggling like I struggle. Right. And they love that. Right. So. That's awesome, dude. Well, maybe one day this will be sponsored by. Uh, That'd be. Um, Sour Patch. Um, yeah. Give me I, some watermelon, please. Yeah. I, the first thing when I asked you what your favorite snack was, and you said watermelon and Sour Patch. 
I was like, I said that to my wife. She goes, oh, man. I think because she's a purist. Like, she really likes the regular Sour Patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, watermelon. That's so interesting and different. I do like them, though. Yeah. Kind of different. To me, so I, I like the original ones are fine. I mean, but I, I I forget where, like, I was on a tour and somebody gave me, the like, a big, like, pound, whatever, big one of it. And they Ooh. gave us one of this normal Sour Patch. I felt like I just got burned out from the normal one. Yeah. So then I started transferring into, like, the watermelon. And I was just like, you know what? I'll dig this more. And I love watermelon. So I was yeah. like, okay, I can deal with this. Because yeah. like watermelon, like even to this day, I was like snacking on it at home because we got like a really big one. And I was like, you know, I can eat this. Like I can eat it all day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's dangerous because it's like so good. I'm well, like, at Ugh. the end of the day, you can literally take this watermelon home. I got th- this morning for you. There so, we go. Thank you again for coming by today. Thank you for having uh, me. I want to transition now to the song that you're going to play for us. What song are you going to play? Is it a newer song, older song? Like... It's a newer one. It's to cast me from the clouds because, like, I okay. I've never done it just acoustic, acoustic, and I kind of felt like I was like asking like, a couple friends of mine because they how they became friends or like really fans. Like they would come to my shows. Like one of them is about to be barely twenty one. She's been to my shows since she was like fourteen, fifteen, and she still goes to wow. all my shows. She's at University of Texas right now. So, like, she's driven from Austin to come to my Houston shows a lot or goes to San Antonio or Austin, wherever I'm playing. Like, she'll try to go to them. And I was like, yeah, which one should I? She's like, well, you've done, like, Stop Chasing Go, Sam Grab, and all those, like, acoustic before. Like, why don't you try, like, Cast Me From The Clouds? She's like, I know it's an acoustic already kind of, but, like, full band sound, but it'd be cool to, like, hear it just stripped down, just, like, acoustic in a voice. And I was like, oh, you know what? I've never thought about it. So that'd be kind of cool to do and just... Yeah, cool. Yeah, just test it out, so... What's the... Is there a story behind the yeah, meaning of so that like, song? Yeah, um, so, like, it's kind of, like, basically about my wife. So it's just, like... Um, I was thinking about it as well, like, from a, a supernatural kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of funny because, like, there's Angel Castiel. So it's just, like, he he had, like... Uh, that friendship and build up that he had with like Dean, like basically uh, one of the characters were like, they're just really close and he cares for him a lot. And like, basically like Dean kind of same, like from just being the little obedient soldier that he was for like heaven. And so like, for me, like it kind of translated that I was talk- talking to my wife. Cause like, now that I was a different person, but like she helped me out to better myself mm. to become something that, I mean, not that I didn't think I could be, but I knew that I could, become yeah. but like she helped me like always like support me in things that i didn't yeah. think i was going to be good at like yeah. with music she would always there to push me so um it was kind of just like talking about my appreciation for like in a sense her and like even though when i was in the, the best mental spot sometimes like she was still there for me it's awesome and like just helped me out with it so it's just been one of my favorite songs that like just like chill songs to play so sweet man well i can't wait to hear it and uh Thanks again. No, thank you for having me. Excited to play. Awesome. Well, you found me when I was falling down. You got me so high, though I was so low. Got me on my feet though I didn't know how to stand Give me every purpose to give myself a second chance 